Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to HealthWise 360 with Christy Cordingly. Enjoy. So hello and welcome to this episode of HealthWise 360, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. I'm your show host, Chrissy Cordingly, and you'll be able to see this interview on In the Limelight TV, which is distributed on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and a hundred other smart TV apps. The audio version of this interview can be heard wherever you listen to your podcasts. And today I'm really thrilled to be interviewing uh, Diana Grippo, the author of Bipolar Chronicles from Craze to Content, which contains her personal journey with bipolar disorder, as well as really wonderful practical techniques and tips on coping skills for people who are depressed or manic and for the people that support them. So thank you so much for being on the show, Diana. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Really excited about this. So maybe you can start just by sharing a little about what bipolar disorder is and what some of the symptoms are. Right. Okay. Um, Bipolar disorder is a chemical imbalance in the brain, and it usually manifests itself in people in their early 20s. Um, You can have children that are bipolar, but it's not as common. And um, there are two sides to it. There's the manic side and the depressive side. And during the manic phase, you're wired you have a decreased need for sleep. Um, well, it, you have just killer insomnia, basically. It's really hard to sleep. And you spend or give away a lot of money. You um, ha- often engage in self-destructive behavior, such as substance abuse. A lot of people with bipolar disorder self-medicate. Mm-hmm. So that's common. And um, on the depressive side, people are more aware of the symptoms of depression, but it can be really debilitating where you don't even want to get out of bed and um, you just don't find joy in anything. You lose interest in things that you used to be interested in and it's very hard. Yeah. Definitely. And and we're going to get into a few of your stories and some of your experience as we go through. And um, maybe let's just start with when your symptoms first started appearing. When did you start to realize that maybe there was an issue with your health? Um, Yeah, well, I was depressed as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And then um, in my early 20s, after I graduated college, I started hearing voices. And I... um, didn't know what to do about it. I ended up living on the streets for several years. I didn't want my parents to see me like that. And I, um, because my parents and I are very close, but I just, I didn't want them to see me like that. And I um, got into some very dangerous situations. Let's just say, I won't go into them, but um <laughs> But let's just say I have a lot of guardian angels. (laughs) um, But I later was taken to the hospital and was diagnosed with um, schizophrenia. And so they misdiagnosed me initially and I was on the wrong drugs and that wasn't very helpful. Uh, But later on, I was diagnosed as bipolar and given lithium and that really helped. I've had 
ups and downs since then. Um, you know, manic episodes, depressive episodes, and uh, but never had to live on the streets or anything the way I did in the beginning. Good for you. And it's interesting. I imagine you mentioned not wanting to have the people closest to you see you that way. Is that because there's such a stigma around mental illness that we seem to think that we cause it or it's something that we should be able to control because it's our mind? Yes, I did feel there was such a stigma and I thought I was going crazy and I didn't know what to do about it. And I just took off. So yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's part of bipolar disorder too, right? Is some of those decision-making processes get a little mixed up with between manic and depressive episodes. I, I have to say though, although this is a very serious topic in your book and in some of the writing that you've done online and some of the videos that you share, you actually use a lot of candor, but you also use a lot of humor when you talk about some of these experiences. And I think I I really appreciate that. I think people can relate to it. And I've been reading a few stories. I I know you didn't want to share too many details, but could you share maybe one of your manic episodes, like just maybe just one of those stories that maybe is a little bit humorous or just to give an idea of what a manic episode might look like? Sure. Um, Well, my parents told me to cut up my credit cards so that I didn't um, spend all my money Mm -hmm. when I was manic. So I did that, but I still had the card number memorized. So I (laughs) bought a ticket to Las Vegas And I went to Las Vegas and there was a guy there that I met and he wanted me to come up to his room. And I, I said, no, I'm not really sure I want to do that, but I'm hungry. So I want to eat. Well, of course I didn't have any credit cards or any money. And I am in Las Vegas and I'm eating in a restaurant and the bill comes and I didn't know what to do. And it seemed like a good idea at the time he had given me his room key. And so I, in my distorted decision-making process, Mm -hmm. went up to his room, got his credit card, paid the bill and went up there and got arrested. So I was in jail in Las Vegas. Now it turned out that they the jail was impacted. There were so many people that got arrested in Las Vegas (laughs) at the same time I did that they said, just go away and never come back. And so (laughs) I, um, so I did, and I haven't been to Vegas since. (laughs) (laughs) And and I appreciate that because, you know, at the time, like, wow, I'm in jail, but I mean, we look back and to understand that it's not a human failing or anything. This is really an illness, right? And it really affects the ability for us to change uh, the way we view behavior, the way we make decisions and how everything seems so justified in the moment. And then after you're like, wow, that was a little, that was a little crazy. Oh yeah. uh, But I'm so happy that you're safe and you're fine. And I mean, it sounds like Las Vegas probably would have a very busy jail system. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. There's probably, pro- 
probably a few hooligans, right? Every night. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the lithium that, um, that they prescribed you. And I know that you wrote about how that really helped with the manic side, but then there was still the depression side of bipolar, which people aren't always, people understand depression, I guess, but they, I don't think they understand how far of an extreme it can be for people with bipolar disorder. What does a depressive episode look like for you? Oh, it's just a black hole. I call it the black pit. And um, you go down to the black pit and you don't find joy in anything. You're not interested in anything. You're not curious. Uh, And it's difficult to get out of bed. It's really hard to motivate. And I've always been able to work during my depressive episodes. I drag myself out of bed and go to work. Uh, But then other than that, I'm not doing much. Mm -hmm. So um, I've developed some coping mechanisms. One is a spiritual practice. I'm not religious, but I am very spiritual. And I listen to the teachings of Abraham and Esther Hicks, and that helps me a lot. They're talking about how you have an inner being that's pure love, and um, it's non-physical, and it really helps me to have a spiritual practice. Um, Listening to music helps. Mm -hmm. I try to make myself listen to music. I love music. And in the book, I have a playlist that... uh, of songs that make me feel better. And what's one of your favorites? Um, Fantasy by Earth, Wind and Fire. Nice. Yeah. 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 Good song. And so, yeah, I was actually going to ask you, the next question was that you mentioned the three specific strategies. Obviously there's the spiritual path, which you talked about Abraham Hicks. I mean, and those are wonderful resources and listening and meditating and just getting close to spirit and acknowledging that your divine is so helpful, right? It helps because illness can sometimes make us feel like there's something wrong with us and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Right. Um, and music therapy, yes, music is very uplifting, but you also mention dialectal, dialectical behavior therapy, therapy, sorry, it's a little mouthful. So can you share a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah. Dialectical behavior therapy is really helpful. It was developed by a woman named Marsha Linehan and, um, you can get some of the handouts online, but it's basically really practical things that make you feel better, like acting as if. So um, if you feel like lying in bed, get up and take a walk. Uh, If you feel like isolating, pick up the phone. And they're just, or if you're just zoned out, splash some water on your face, just really practical applications that you can use to make yourself feel better in the moment. Hmm. I really like that. Yeah. I really yeah. like that. I sort of, I do something similar. I didn't realize that was an actual practice, but I, if I don't feel like doing something, usually I'll say, well, I'm going to do it for 10, 15 minutes and see how I feel. And if I still don't right. feel like doing it, then okay, I'm good. I will go do something else. But usually just in the action of you do start to feel better and more energy. Right. So that's really great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, 
Now, your book has been endorsed and promoted by the amazing Jack Canfield. So congratulations. It's obviously doing very well. What motivated oh, you? you? Yeah, you're welcome. What motivated you to write your story and, and share so many great tools and resources with others? Well, in the 36 years that I've been bipolar, I've been through a lot of ups and downs, and I've learned a lot through trial and error. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to avoid the errors? And maybe <laughs> this book can help people with coping mechanisms, and they can recognize in themselves what might be going on or in a loved one, and um, and maybe heal by um, reading the book. Yeah, that's amazing. And where can people find your book? It's on Amazon. Okay, perfect. And it's yeah. Bipolar Chronicles from Craze to Content, correct? Right. We'll put it in the show notes too, to make sure that everybody can have a link to it and they can find it. Was it therapeutic for you as well to write your story? It really was. It was very therapeutic. Uh it was difficult sometimes. Writing about the depressions is difficult. Writing about the manics, sometimes they are humorous. A yeah. lot of the time there's humorous things that can happen, but there's just nothing funny about depression. And so that was kind of hard, but I but I got through it. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So what can someone do if they maybe notice that they have a, a loved one or they know of a loved one that suffers from bipolar disorder? How can someone really be a great support to them? Well, it really is a roller coaster if you're not medicated. Yeah, so yeah. the best thing to do is get them in the car and they'll be mad at you initially, but get them in the car and take them to the hospital and get them some help. Um, when they're stable, they'll probably thank you because they're off the roller coaster. And uh, it's really hard to talk to someone who's in a manic episode and say, let's go to the hospital. That's not going to work. So you just got to get them in the car. Yeah. Hospital. I'm going to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's definitely about, you know, doing hopefully what's best for them and trying to get them to see that, you know, you probably feel really on a high right now, but this is not a normal high, right? right. This is something that's a little extreme. Right, right. Absolutely. And what if someone, you know, confides in you that they're really struggling? What are some other things that you can possibly say to them? What are some good words of encouragement you can give someone with bipolar disorder? Yeah, well, that it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. It's nothing you did. It's a chemical imbalance in the brain. And that medication can help. It really can. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we have to end yeah. that stigma. Definitely. Right, right. Perfect. Are there any other thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners today? Uh, well, I just hope that they can um, get some good ideas by reading the book and um, and feel not so alone if they're suffering or if a loved one is suffering. Um, it's not that common, but it's getting more well-known bipolar disorder. And so... It, but there's still the stigma and I wish I could 
erase some of the stigma, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. And how can we as a community work together towards helping end the stigma? Like for, like we talk about ableism a little bit, people that are, you know, mentally well or don't have imbalances, how can we get them involved in understanding so that there is less stigma and we have more safe spaces to talk about mental health and uh, strategies for not only healing our bodies, but our minds and our spirits? Right. I think just being open about your struggle um, can really help. It's it's hard sometimes because sometimes you might feel embarrassed mm-hmm. when someone doesn't struggle with the same thing. But most people are really understanding, you know, I mean, in general, most people are. And if you're open about your story, it can really open people's eyes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Diana. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you and we'll make sure to have your book available in the show notes. And if, you know, just, just know that what you're doing is a really great thing and your book is full of great resources and tools. And uh, I just really admire your courage and vulnerability for sharing so openly with the world and congratulations on turning uh, something that was very challenging for you into something that is spreading a lot of positive Uh, energy into the world. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Wonderful speaking with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of HealthWise 360 here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends.